Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Events and festivals are back in person, finally. And the next big one coming up is Portland Pride this next weekend. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Deborah Porta. Deborah is the Executive Director of Pride Northwest. Hey there, Deborah. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. And you, you're, you're in a busy spot right now. Oh, yeah. We're about five minutes out at this point. Because so. <laughs> Pride, uh, Portland Pride is back in person this year, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me all about it. What do I need to know about Pride this year? Um, well, it's we are back in person for the first time since 2019. So we have the Waterfront Festival happening on June 18, 19. Um, the festival is larger than it's been in the past, which is exciting. Uh, so it runs all the way from the Morrison down to Ash Street. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's big. Uh, the main entrance is going to be on NATO for the first time. Uh, it runs until 6 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and then we've moved Pride Picks, which is a mini film festival, onto the waterfront, and that'll be in the evening on both days. Nice. So it's a weekend full of activities. Oh, yeah. Well, and then we have the big, we have the parade on Sunday. Um, steps off at 11 a.m. As, as it has in the past, uh, and it's going to be big. It's yeah. so big. <laughs> is there a lot of pent-up energy for, for Pride this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a, once people realized that there was a really good chance that we were going to be able to hold an in-person event this year, the energy just went through the roof. That's great. Mm-hmm. So the, the Waterfront Festival is at the Waterfront, obviously. What is the parade route? Where is it? Is it through like Old Town, like usual? Uh, part of it, yeah. It's, it's a little bit different because we wanted to include the Never Look Away LGBTQIA2S Plus mural that we unveiled last August. And we haven't had a chance to celebrate it really yet. So we wanted to include it in the parade. So the parade will gather in the North Park blocks, as it always has, um, or at least in the last 15 years. And then it'll go east on Cooch, pass right by the uh, mural, which is at Cooch and Broadway, down to NATO, and then down to the waterfront, down to uh, Harvey Milk Street. Nice. Yeah, the Portland Pride Parade is always fun and quite a spectacle. Oh, yeah. It's, um, a lot of people tell me that it's the, uh, the biggest small town parade they've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because even though it's big 
and they're they're big groups, they're small groups, but it, it still retains this sort of small town community feel to it. Um, you know, there'll be some folks who have a, what we think of as a normal float in the parade, but it's really, you know, you've got pickups and people walking and, and tractor trailers and trailer beds and decorations, and it just feels very community-ish. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, you know, it's not a lot of formality to it. Definitely a family-friendly event. Um, yeah, it's, it's considered to be one of the most family-friendly prides. Um, I will say that it is still pride. um which means you know they're it's pride so people bring their full selves um but you know portland pride is really representative of of who lives here you know and and we have a lot of lgbtqia2s plus families here and so you know it's it's it kind of reflects that can we talk a little bit about the history of pride and why it's still so important sure um the history of Pride, um, not everybody agrees on that history, by the way. Um, the dating of the date of Pride, the in June, is really about commemorating. It's based on the anniversary of the Stonewall riots, which happened in uh, uh, June. Let's see, I'm going to get it wrong now. June 28th, 1969, in uh, uh, New York. And although there had been plans in place for something like a pride march prior to Stonewall, that date and the energy behind what came out of those riots became sort of the anniversary rallying call. And that's, and that's why the timing is what it is. But pride was really about um, taking our place, our rightful place in the public sphere, so to speak. Um, You hear that phrase of we're here, we're queer, we're not going anywhere. That's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Is is coming out of coming out of the closet, coming out of the shadows, being visible, um, being present, being full members of our society, and uh, um, and all that goes with that, and uh, and basically not being excluded or or made invisible anymore. We're talking. And, to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And not uh, and not targeted for for violence, you know, which is a big part of why it's still necessary even now. We're talking today with Deborah Porta, executive director of Pride Northwest. So um, what do you say to people who say, why Pride really isn't that important anymore? Or why don't I, as, as somebody who's not a member of the gay community, why don't I have my parade? Um, well, (laughs) So let's start with recognizing that unlike um, efforts that are aimed at LGBTQIA2S plus people, non, you know, basically heterosexual, non LGBTQIA2S plus people um, are not having their rights to exist, to participate, to have a job, to go to school, to be who we are, their rights aren't consistently being put on the ballot the way that ours are. Um, You know, there's a lot of, there are efforts being passed in other states right now that, that literally exclude and erase and deny people's identities 
Um, I think here in Oregon, because we are so much further ahead as a state, um, we kind of forget that that we're sort of the exception. We're not the norm here. Um, and, you know, when, for example, um, there's a small pride south of here that actually canceled their plans this year because of the, because of receiving so many threats. Wow. So so just simply being someone who is threatened for existing explains why we still need pride. Um, if you want to get a little bit more tactical, I can look back over the last two years of not holding a large pride event in Portland. And even here, it has made a difference to our community's safety and to our community's inclusion in things like funding decisions by uh, policymakers, um, policies that are being drafted, programs that are being created. We're actually having to remind people that we've known for a really long time, well, by the way, you need to include us, right? Where it's very easy to forget LGBTQIA2S plus people when we're not in the room and when we're not visible. And I've seen that unintentionally, hopefully, yeah. roll out just in the last two years. Um, and then finally, I'd say pride is also very much about celebrating ourselves and and making sure that our people know that they're not alone. There's a, You've got a whole community here with you. And, um, you know, isolation is very real for our people. It's also a good time to just kind of cut loose and party. Well, yeah, there's that, <laughs> you know, because if you, if, if, when you're part of a community that is, that you never kind of really get to forget that there are a lot of people that would have you not exist if they were allowed to, you're going to find times that you're like, you know what, I just need to have a good time right now and I need to enjoy myself and I need to enjoy myself with my people. June is traditionally Pride Month kind of throughout the United States and, and also here in, in Oregon and Portland, but you guys do stuff year-round. Tell me about what Pride Northwest does year-round. Sure. Um, Pride Northwest, we, uh, we do everything from youth community building, particularly through our uh, annual youth LGBTQIA2S plus youth holiday celebration in December. We um, support and participate and um spend time with our incarcerated youth, particularly down at McLaren, which is south of here. Um, and that's really about creating connections with our young people so that they know that they have a community and that they, they have a support system. Um, and then uplifting and supporting their, their futures, their talent, you know, mentoring, these other things. Um, there's some new programming coming there. We do a lot of what we call community, uh, community impact work, which is everything from sponsoring the um, Queer Students of Color Conference at Portland State to supporting other smaller efforts around the region. We fiscally sponsor several small grassroots organizations, uh, supporting their efforts, uh, mentoring as we go, and, uh, and really just uplifting their work. So that's a really broad program that's a little different every year. We um, 
are, have moved into, for example, last August, we unveiled Portland and we believe Oregon's first LGBTQIA2S plus public works art mural downtown. Um, and, and that was, it was, a, it was surprising to find out that that hadn't happened. So there's a lot of cultural moments that we work to create and, um, and to honor our history and to elevate our visibility. Um, we also have a, an LGBTQIA2S plus uh, research fellowship for college students that we do in partnership with Clappin, formerly the Gay and Lesbian Archives of Pacific Northwest. Um, and then honestly, really during COVID, we, you know, Pride Northwest is not a direct service agency, but when COVID hit, it hit our community really hard. And we had already been noticing the economic impact of how expensive it is to live here. Uh, and contrary to, to popular, popular perception, queer folks are not any more financially well off than anybody else is. So um, we were already becoming familiar with the food insecurity in our community. But when COVID hit, we're overly represented in all of the industries most hit frontline, customer service, retail, service industry, all of those. And so all of a sudden, we had a whole lot of people with no money and no losing their homes, the whole bit. So we have very actively been engaged in supporting our queer unhoused community members, uh, working with some other organizations, part of the C3PO shelter um, project that was created at the beginning of COVID, near the beginning of COVID. Um, and are now working with other organizations on a longer term strategy for LGBTQIA2S plus specific housing, um, shelter, and all of the wraparound services that go with that. So it's a much longer term effort that's come out of, of the emergency response to COVID. Uh, so that's a big part. And then finally, we are partnering with the Equi Institute on a statewide comprehensive research project to, to basically capture a snapshot of our community. Who are we? Where do we live? What's our economic status look like? What's our educational levels? What kind of housing do we have? What our relationships look like? What are the obstacles to uh, health access? All of those things. Um, that's also, also a longer range project, but that's... Um, still coming along yeah this is a lot of stuff. yeah it's uh it's so nice and and uh, satisfying maybe isn't the right word but so great to see that you guys pride northwest is doing so much work year-round you know june is the visibility month for mm-hmm. for pride you know and the and, and pride weekend but you guys do stuff year-round that's really great oh yeah well i mean the, we we take really seriously the the original intent of pride which is obviously visibility but it was, it's the beginning point. It's not the end point. You know, the, the party isn't the point. Right. It's the work that comes from building our community together. And so for us, that means putting pride into action for our community. Yeah. We're talking today with Deborah Porta, Executive Director of Pride Northwest. Now, uh, law enforcement at Pride has become a pretty significant topic in recent years. Can we talk a little bit about that? How are you handling that topic? Um, sure. It's, um, we know that it's definitely a sensitive conversation. 
Um, and something that we have, we began having conversations with law enforcement back in 2017. And in all honesty, uh, that conversation was not received well. Um, and the ask that we made was not received well. Um, but we continued to talk to law enforcement to, to share our concerns, to share concerns of the community as to why the ask that we made was that law enforcement officers consider not marching in full uniform, wear one of their polos, something like that. And they absolutely refused. Um, so we, you know, our goal was to open the door of conversation because we know it, it wasn't, there's no easy answer there. Um, but we also have, a, what's the right word? A huge commitment to recognizing that so many in our community don't participate in pride because they don't feel safe at pride because they're armed, uniformed police officers marching in that parade. Um, and so we continued to have conversations and finally reached a point in 2019 when we, we basically recognized that the conversation wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't going to change. So we put a policy in place prohibiting all weapons in the Portland Pride Parade. Uh, and then we're planning to implement that for 2020, right? Well, COVID comes along, we don't hold 2020, but the Black Lives Matter movement uh, broke out, it's not the right phrase, but it elevated right. very quickly. Um, George Floyd was killed, all of you know Portland downtown exploded basically. Um, and in all honesty, we made the decision to, we needed to be able to make a statement and recognize that the presence of so much law enforcement, off-duty law enforcement, was a significant issue for, for pride. And, um, and basically, we prioritized the community being excluded from pride because of that presence. Um, we want to be really, really clear that we have in no way, shape, or form told law enforcement officers that they are not welcome at Pride. What we have done is let them know that they need to leave their uniforms at home. Um, and, you know, this is going to be the first year back in person since putting that policy in place in 2020. Um, we'll see how things are handled. I haven't, I haven't been given any information that, that, um, that there's, that says that there'll be an issue. Um, we are still open to conversation, et cetera. But at the end of the day, a lot of pride and a lot of the energy that went into the creation of pride came from the targeting and the violence that our community experienced and still experiences at the hands of law enforcement. And um, we, 
We recognize all of the work that queer officers have put into getting to where they're at. Um, but we also recognize that, uh, that choices need to be made. And, and um, in all honesty, and I, someone's, I know someone's gonna email me for this one. We, we haven't seen evidence that queer law enforcement or law enforcement of any kind is going to choose the safety and protection of our community over their own comfort at the end of the day. And there's no, we don't see a winner here. It's not about being someone wins, someone loses. Um, it's just the reality of where we're at. Well, Portland Pride, the, the entire festival is coming up this weekend, June 18th and 19th. And it includes everything at the waterfront and the parade and stuff. So I want to ask, what kind of economic impact does Portland Pride have on our community? Um, well, you know, that's interesting. Um, I travel Portland, travel Oregon, I think are doing a little bit of research on that now. But because um, so much of that information is anecdotal. Uh, we know that we have a significant impact, particularly on the Portland core, the downtown core areas. Um, the hotels fill up, uh, restaurants, the bars, the shopping, all of that we know because uh, because we know that we bring, you know, the festival itself brings about 70,000 people to the waterfront over the course of the weekend, 60, 70. 40,000 people on the street for the parade, 10,000 people in the parade. Um, so we know the impact is significant. Uh, even the city itself recognized the impact of pride this year, <coughs> excuse me, by including it in their spring budget bump to support large events happening downtown because they know that pride happening makes downtown safer for everybody uh, and brings a lot of money into the economy. Just, just putting on the event itself, if all we counted was the amount of money that we pay into the local economy ourselves, we're looking at you know, $350,000, $400,000, just the checks that I will write. Wow, that that's very significant. It doesn't include anything else that anyone else is doing. Um, but the number of events happening tells us that uh, that the 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 economic impact is is significant, and uh, Portland Pride brings in a lot of people from all areas of of the Pacific Northwest. You know, that's it's sure. it's one of the yeah. biggest Pride festivals on the West Coast, right? Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And so oh, people yeah. come from all over. Yep, they come from other states. They come. I they come from overseas for Portland Pride, um, all up and down the West Coast all the way into, you know, Colorado, Nevada, it's, you know, it, people come from a long, it's a, it's a destination pride at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when people support pride, how does that in turn support our community? Um, well, it does in a, uh, all a bunch of different ways. Uh, first and foremost, it, when people support pride Northwest and Portland pride, it helps us keep putting on pride uh, first and foremost. And, and the importance of pride to our community is, you know, we've been talking about that, but it also supports the work that we're doing year round in being able to support our unhoused community um, to assist with food insecurity, to 
build community with and lift up and support our young people. Um, it's all of the all of the funding that is you know donations that come to Pride Northwest, for example, all of that is put into programming and direct uh, support efforts that we do throughout the year. Um, we are a small team and uh, almost a little bit too small. I think <laughs> small, but mighty. Small, but mighty. Um, <laughs> but really the funding that supports pride goes back into the community in one way or the other every single year. Um, pride, it's not unusual for pride organizations to fail. And, um, and we'd really, we'd really like to avoid that. There's a direct correlation between the size and impact of pride celebrations in a town compared to the health and vitality of the LGBTQIA community in that town. So the healthier we are as an organization and the healthier that pride is, there's a direct connection to the health of the community um, in being visible, in our advocacy, being present, all of those things. So um, sometimes that's a little bit difficult to uh, put into a brochure, if that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a very direct impact. Well, Portland Pride is happening this coming weekend. It's June 18th and 19th, happening at the waterfront for the big festival. And the parade is Sunday. And you said, I think it steps off at 11? Steps off at 11. And mm -hmm. it'll kind of be in Old Town and end up at the waterfront festival, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great pride because it's the first time back in person in two years. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Thanks, We're Deborah. Excited. This has been great. We've been talking today with Deborah Porta, Executive Director of Pride Northwest. Thanks again. To learn more about the COVID protocols for Portland Pride, go to portlandpride.org. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.